Hi y'all, John Alcorn, that one dude 2020, really the CEO and founder of the God Over Money Sports Network. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can hear it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I've seen someone with someone someone with the drive and passion to make it in the industry like I've seen with with you. Cutthroat. It's very, you know, up and down roller coaster of emotion. He knows his stuff. Uh, you know, he's not afraid to go at people. Last my check. This is not the Los Angeles LeBron. What is up, folks? Back again here. It's been a little bit delayed, but glad to have you back on, Dean. Again, uh, folks, we're not responsible for your physical or mental health, whether you agree with Dean or his takes or anything of the sorts. Now, the Longhorns may be responsible for my mental health here this past week, but maybe we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. But, uh, Dean, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, – it's always good to be back. Oh, it's good to have you on the show here. But first, we do a Bible verse and story of the day, but – it says here in First Peter three fifteen, put in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks for you for a reason, for that hope is in you, and yet you do it with gentleness and respect. And kind of speaking about gentleness and respect, though, Dean, I know you probably get a ton of interview requests all the time. People say, "Hey, Dean, hey, Dean," but what kind of made you kind of respond like, "Okay, let's give this guy a shot," versus you? probably had people in the past that are like they're probably going to use this interview to try to get in the sports world um i mean i just like to connect with genuine people mm-hmm. and people that send you messages there's a lot of stuff on social media and it's a great it's a great way to connect with people and i think overall it's positive and you know that's how we connected and, and to be able to answer questions and and come on whether it's a podcast or a show and and, and talk a little bit about football and other things. I think that's that's great. And so I always look for just those 
people that are being genuine and people that are, are really interested in, in football and my experience. And, uh, and you, you know, you've always been one of those people. So I always enjoy coming on, coming on the, uh, the John Alcorn show. Definitely. Nobody's more passionate about football. If I keep screaming folks, maybe you had to replace the vocal cords, but um, I got to ask you though, Dean, did college football, I know this happened a couple of weeks ago, the UT and OU is moving to the SEC. I've talked about this with kind of friends, but I guess from people that I guess work in the industry, like how is this going to work moving forward? Because it sounds like a lot of things kind of clearing at once. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of moving parts, and obviously this you know this is hasn't happened yet, but you can see right the dominoes are, have already started to fall with with okay Texas and OU are leaving the Big Twelve for the SEC, and now you have four schools that now have applied for the Big Twelve, and and so the Big Twelve going to. 12 teams, which, you know, a lot of college conferences that have numbers, we haven't had the, uh, the number of uh, the conference aligned with the number of schools, but uh, you know, it's just, it's interesting. The landscape is changing. We, we did see this, you know, 10, 12 years ago with, with realignment. Um, so it's going to be, you know, a lot is, a lot is going to happen over the next four years and, and kind of positioning and, and, and repositioning. And, and again, I don't know when, Texas and OU finally get to the SEC or we, I think we're still going to have the power five. We're still going to have the CFP. Um, it's just, you know, these schools are there, there may be some different schools and different, different conferences, but certainly the landscape is, is changing. And it's uh, you know, it's, it's kind of exciting for, uh, you know, to shake it up a little bit every, every decade or so. Definitely UT needs to shake it up here, folks, because UT hasn't been a while. Dan, I'm not like other UT fans. We're back. Not like Cowboys fans. We're back. We still have a long ways to go, folks. But again, if you have anywhere to turn the show or prayer request, you can text 254-356-6678. So it doesn't matter what you've gone through. We are here for you. But, Dean, I know we talk about the college football playoffs in the future, like UT and OU. The reason why I maybe have some questions about it, because now players are getting paid. And let's say, like, if I'm a four-star running back or a quarterback in this situation, and then I go to like a rise or have a smaller school, I get a better chance to start. But Alabama, you're going to championships, but then you may not get to start as much. So how do you kind of see that maybe affecting college football recruiting for maybe these big schools like Alabama or Georgia moving forward? Sure. Yeah, I, and I don't think that's a new right. I don't think that's a new dilemma for for kids coming out of high school. Is if you're going to go to a powerhouse program like Alabama, the best the best players, the best high school players are going to go, you know, you're going to be competing with those players. Now, you know, if you want to have a chance, a better chance to play and start, then you're going to go to a school that, that isn't as stacked as an Alabama or, you know, an Ohio state and, and the schools that we see year in and year out having those top recruiting classes. So I don't think the NIL really changes that dynamic for a lot of kids. Now it is an added factor um, with the ability to, to market yourself and, and to, you know, to gain revenue for, you know, your own image and likeness, which is, which is good, which is important and, and probably should have been done a long time ago. But, um, you know, I don't know if, if you, you talk, you hear about, right. Bryce Young getting, you know, seven figures and going to Alabama. Is that, is that true? I don't know. I don't know what the, what the actual stats are, but it's just another thing that kids are going to have to consider when they make those, those school choices and uh, and it's uh, you know it's something that's been going been going on for years. 
Definitely interesting. Maybe I'm kind of overthinking it because my football brain, when I kind of think about this again, it goes over here and over here and under here. Kind of, let's, I guess, how do you think that affects so many? Because I, I, I go, my football brain goes into different directions here. You have maybe that affects recruiting for different teams. Does that help maybe get a chance in four to five, seven or 10 plus years where a team, hey, you probably get four to five wins. Let's just settle for that. But maybe moving forward, hey, players can get paid for their late image and likeness and now that they can get paid potentially by sponsors by restaurants or fast food places do you think maybe that gives hope to some teams that have been probably the laughing stock of college football it could be it could yeah those opportunities and and i think again it's just putting that all above board there were uh you know, certainly before this, it's not, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be assuming anything to say that a college, you know, a kid coming into college was paid under the table or for whatever to go to that, to go to that university. We've seen that, you know, schools have been put on probation. They've been given violations, lost scholarships. So this, I think it, it, I think it may even the playing field a little bit in terms of having kids be able to, you know, go around and, and, and look at the different opportunities and maybe a smaller school that can't compete with Alabama on the football field. Maybe they have some other marketing opportunities that would make their program attractive to, to a, a, a high, you know, a, a, a really, you know, four or five star recruit. So, so again, I think it's new and, and we'll see how it plays out, but at least through the first couple of weeks, it's uh, you know, this year, it's the same, Right. It's the same names. It's the same teams that are that are at the top of the list. And, uh, you know, but I, but I like the idea of, of, you know, you know, when you think about the NFL and parity and, and obviously New England has been, you know, kind of a, a dynasty. But every year you have different teams making the playoffs. And, and I would love for that in college football to get some new new blood and new schools in there. And uh, so it's not the same four or five teams competing for a national championship every year. Definitely like some excitement, like we saw in the NBA finals this year. A comment committee says, says, I need to start watching college football. People say the environment is much more exciting than the NFL. Did you bid in that? Kind of what do you think about that? How does the environment compare from college football to necessarily like the NFL? Yeah, I, it is a different environment. I feel like the college hmm. environment feels more, it's, it's, the idea is it's amateur sports. It's more, you have this, you have the, 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 the kids, the, the students, the student sections, the bands, right? You have more, a lot more tradition. College football has been, right? College football is the, was around long before the NFL, professional football, right? College football, when, when, when professional football started, they were using college football rules because college football had been around longer. So you've got the longstanding traditions. You have all these different things, the, the songs, and like I said, the bands and everything else. So it, it is a different environment. It feels more, more pure it feels more like a you know a game that kids are playing where the nfl is a business and the nfl is professional football and and it's it's exciting you watch the game last night with washington and the giants and, and it was an exciting game an exciting finish the game monday night with the ravens and the raiders was was really exciting uh, but it is more of a it, it's a professional environment it's it's there's less of that tradition you don't have the bands um, so I, I don't know. It's, it's just, I don't particularly like one over the other. They're just different and they're both great. So it's like whatever you're, whatever you kind of gravitate toward. Definitely understand. I haven't been called football game in a while, but kind of, I guess, college football, Dean, I'm a man. You, 
I can take it. I'm not like other Mary that calls football fans for I'm gonna go cry in a corner here, complain to my mommy, but just be honest, man. It's just I know like a bit my Texas Longhorns, they're in a disaster yet again. Kind of this how do you feel about them in game? Nothing off the table. It does not hurt my fans. I can take it. Well, it's just it's so early. And that's the thing about college football when you have you know, you have coaching staff changes and now you have, uh, you know, Coach Sarkeesian coming in and, and you know, he has you got to give him some time, you know, have the ability to recruit, put his system, his program in place, get the right recruits that are going to, you know, that are going to fit into his system. And that and that takes time. And and but but unfortunately, when you go to a program like Texas, um, you don't have a ton of time because they expect the types type of success that they've had in the past. And uh, and so, again, it's tough. You kind of, you know, people want to overreact. And but when you go and you say, OK, we're going to go play in the SEC and then we lose pretty badly to an SEC team that is not really one of the top teams in the conference, that that just means you got work to do. And we've got a, we've got a, a lot of work to do if we're going to go into, you know, we're going to compete in the Big 12 for the next couple of years. And the people expect to be competing for that that Big 12 championship and then the CFP. And then to go to the SEC, you know, Texas isn't going to the SEC and Oklahoma isn't going to the SEC to be the, you know, the fifth or sixth best team. And uh, but, you know, they've got work to do before they're, uh, you know, before they get there. So it's just kind of a it's a it's a real wake up call to say, OK, we got to, you know, but I would say give the give the new coaching staff some time um, to kind of put their put their athletes in place, put their put their system in place. And then and then we'll say Maybe I'm harsher than Thanos with the inventors when it comes to my Texas Longhorns. I'll give it time. Be patient here. I just I get frustrated because I hyped up Tom Herman's gonna be doing this, and then Charlie Strong says we're gonna steamroll everybody, and they go five and seven, five and yeah. seven. So I'm not saying it's gonna happen. Hopefully there is some kind of hope here moving forward. But uh, Joshua Kinson says, do you think it's easier for student athletes to buy into a system versus than it is maybe necessarily the pros? Um, yeah, I think it is. It's probably when, when you get a professional athletes right there in, in many instances, they're, they're, they're making more than, than the head coach, right? They're, they're, they're now, you know, they're grown, they're grown adults They're You know, I think it, sometimes I think that that creates a whole nother set of problems where you have college kids, kids that are going in. I think if you can create, and, and I think the word is probably overused culture. I think it, uh, but if you can create an environment that is is positive for these kids coming in, I think they'll buy in. And it's a different generation. I talked to a ton of coaches about coaches that have been around a long time that are still coaching today. And what worked even five years ago, right, 10 years ago, doesn't work with this generation today. You've got to kind of reinvent yourself. And, uh, and you know, the, the the kids today, they're they're different. They want to know, you know, it's not just – you know, because I told you so they need to know the why, right? Why are we doing this? That they're going to get the buy-in that way. So I think, you know, coaches around the country are really trying to adjust the way they coach for this generation of, of younger kids that are coming in. But I think if you can create the right environment and provide that why and give them, you know, and give them that, that, that stability, I think they buy in. And I think it's easier sometimes on, on for a college program. Definitely in college, and hopefully that some teams can do a lot better, though. But kind of with the third week of college football coming this weekend, what is one game that you envision, hey, this can maybe set the tone for college football this weekend? 
Uh, well, you know, Alabama's playing Florida. This this will be, you know, what is we all know what Alabama is, right? And it's and and we they you know they come out the first week they play you know a, a non conference game against Miami, which is which is a ranked team, and they blow them out. Um, you know, so we all know what Alabama is about. So let's see what Florida is about. Can they, can somebody challenge Alabama in the SEC and can somebody challenge them in the, in the country? Um, I like the Penn state Auburn matchup. Like I, I think Penn state is playing well. Um, you know, can the, can the big 10, the better teams in the big, big 10, other than Ohio state, can they compete with, you know, the SEC schools and, and, and the other, you know, the other conferences. So, so I, you know, those two games certainly, um, are on my radar and, and I'm just every week. It's just, it, it's, it's so much fun to look at the schedule and I'm excited. I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing Maryland, Illinois tonight on, on FS1. So I'm excited about that game. So it's just fun to watch the games and, and, uh, and, you know, but it's every week there's something. Definitely will be watching that. Cause I don't care for me, Dean, I don't care if it's the worst teams in the country. I'm going to be trying to watch it, finding a way to watch some football here and hopefully there's some hope here. So give Texas some time, but kind of some quick NFL talk here because I know you have a busy schedule here. We just had the past week of the NFL season. Like I said, the college football is just week one. Anything can happen. But as we kind of see maybe let's see, the NFC West, that division, I think we know, is very stacked. How do you kind of see that envisioning out? Can Jimmy G stay healthy or – how do you kind of envision this division play now? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, right? The NFC West, it's not new. A lot of people felt the last two, three years, the NFC West has been the best division in football. Now you're seeing, right, what what Arizona can do. Arizona, who thought they were going to go down to Tennessee and blow out the Titans at home? Um, the Rams are, were, you know, a lot of people's pick for the Super Bowl with Matt Stafford now. Seattle's been there. Seattle has been, you know, they've, Seems like they win nine, 10 games every year with Russell Wilson and, and, and coach Carroll. And, and then you get the Niners kind of had an off year last year, but they had so many injuries. So this division is stacked and, uh, and, you know, week one didn't do anything to dispel that. So it's going to be really interesting. And I can see, you know, I could see, you know, two or three teams coming out of this division, making the playoffs, which, um, which would be certainly uh, something that doesn't happen very often, because especially when you look at the rest of the NFC, um, certainly not great starts in some of the other divisions. So it's going to be, you know, definitely the best division in football. And, and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm really interested to see how that how that race is going to play out. Definitely a lot of interesting things in South football to get that turn off here. But uh, I got to ask you, though. Dean, here, when it comes to, I guess, the NFL, I talk about respecting certain players, regardless of what you think. And I was on the Matthew Stafford trade. I know people say pump the brakes. This is just before week one. But like you say in a job, you have the right main suit match you, like you have it where you were. When Matthew Stafford finally has the right coach and the right players, doesn't have to be top three players since 2020, he can flourish. And some people – disagree with me i say this is why i, I do the math i do the research so i'm not going to just be full of hoopla here so y'all can get offended if you want and that is not my problem but i will say before the 2020 season if you kind of mix match matthew stafford's eight of eight of his 11 seasons starting over five thousand yards i know it's just one game against the Rams, but i said maybe this is my dumbest take of the year and i can get roasted for this but 
He was the Mahomes before the Mahomes without the playoff success, without the playoff appearances, without the championship appearances. And I know it's just one game. Are we kind of being too early about the hype or is it just kind of, hey, Matthew Stafford's finally getting the respect that he generally deserves as a quarterback? Yeah, I don't think, and we tend to, right? It's always fun after week one to to react and make these, you know, everybody, even even talking about the game last night and, you you, you, you know, the the Giants are done and this type of thing. So I think it's Matthew Stafford, like you said, because he's played in Detroit, Detroit hasn't been successful. They, you know, they've made, you know, one playoff appearance, I think in, in however many years. And, and it, the, he hasn't gotten the recognition that a lot of other quarterbacks have gotten. And when you, but when you look at his statistics and you look, um, you know, there, you can put them up with any, with any, if you did just a blind taste test and put Stafford's numbers with Aaron Rodgers and with Ben Roethlisberger and with Mahomes, they wouldn't look that different. Um, but he just hasn't had that, you know, he hasn't been able to win. And that could be a lot, you know, about the, the talent around him. And, uh, and so now I think, you know, it's not, I don't think it's an overreaction because everybody felt like with the Rams, with Sean McVay, with that defense, with the receivers, you know, that, that he has, um, this could be, this could be where we see what Matt Stafford could do um, in terms of, you know, going to a, you know, a championship game, a Super Bowl. So I don't think it's an overreaction. I think a lot of people felt that way going into the season and uh, you know, week one certainly didn't, uh, didn't do anything to, uh, to disprove that. Maybe I'll jump the cord here, folks, but we don't know. Finally, there's some winning in Denver. I know it's just, one week, but my goodness, I did not want you like, but folks, we kind of before we go each into every show, let's go into today's final thoughts. Do we know you have a very busy schedule, but coming on when you can is definitely much appreciated. Do you have any like guest final shout outs or things you're working on or anything else at the moment? Uh, no, just keep watching us on Fox Sports, college and, and NFL. And uh, you can check me out if you have questions about officiating. You can check me out on Twitter at Dean Blandino. And, uh, you know, and keep watching. Nobody, nobody works harder. Nobody loves sports and is more passionate about it than, than this guy, John Alcorn. So thanks for having me. Definitely. I can't wait to have you on again. Hopefully the Longhorns get it together, but maybe – if you see me uh, get a little bit frustrated or starting a hashtag, like I said, fire Tom Herman last year. We'll see what happens, but we'll take our time. We'll be patient. But again, David Dino from Fox Sports on Twitter. So thank you so much for coming on, man. We'll do it again and uh, definitely be watching the game tonight. Good luck. Thanks, John. Yeah. I've seen someone with someone someone with the drive and passion to make it in the industry like I've seen with with you. Cutthroat. It's very you know up and down roller coaster of emotion. He knows his stuff. Uh, you know he's not afraid to go at people. Last my check, this is not the Los Angeles LeBron.